You're listening to the Fantasy on Tap podcast. Y'all ready for this? A podcast where three dudes talk about fantasy football and beer. Here is your host, Nate McAllister. Hello, fantasy football community. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the F to the O to the T. I'm your host, Nate McAllister. And as always, the boys are here with me tonight, Monday night. Craig, the foot Anderson, what's going on, man? Every time you say, um, I got the boys back, or whatever, I, just, I just like start singing in my head, the boys are back in town, the boys are back in town. Love that little song. Did your guys' parents like ever just listen to classic rock like the whole time you were in the car? What's the name of that band, Craig? Uh, no clue. I just know that's all. I used to listen Nate? to Zero Clue. Zero Clue. Zero Clue. Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Thin the Lizzie. bassist was the lead singer, which was really cool. <laughs> There we go. And then hopping in, old Thin Lizzy himself, James, the boogie man, gorgeous boogie. What's going on, brother? What's up? What's up? What's up? Chilling here with my boys, about to drink a beer, talk about some fantasy football. Let's get it. There we go. How'd you shoot yesterday? I saw uh, if uh, listeners out there, Tallboys and Tallboys, if you see a, a guy just swinging them on the courses over in uh, near Rockland, California, you might be your boy, James, the boogie man, gorgeous. He's getting into golf. Hey. Uh, you just break, got him a new driver. You break a hundred yet, James? Honestly, I don't even count, dude. <laughs> I'm more worried. I'm more. To, I'm more worried about not losing balls than I am, you know, keeping track of score right now. So that's kind of like the game I play. I lose a ball, try to find a couple balls. <laughs> it, it was. It was the exact game he was playing. We were we were out there, and uh, he's like, boom, scopes out a ball sprints across the course to grab it takes i apologize to mr t whoever t was i accidentally took your ball you were looking for it. i was too embarrassed to admit that i had accidentally took it. <laughs> i didn't know i'm sorry oh uh, mr t hit him up hit your boy up all right tall boys and tall girls we got a fantastic episode in store for you there's so much going on in the nfl over the last week and a half uh free agent signings that we just want to talk about discuss try and figure out what is the good ones what's the ones we don't care about um who is jumping up our boards who's jumping down our boards um just an all-out discussion on free agency no real format just basically uh talking you know talking about these guys giving our opinions our early opinions on this stuff pre-draft so all this can change obviously when the draft happens but as of right now these are our opinions but you know how we do on these episodes before we get into the nitty of the gritty, we got to talk about them drinks. And fellas, uh, did you guys bring anything special to the mic today? No, nothing Anyone? overly special, but Nate, when you were in here in Utah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, you had a beer, I had a beer, and I have not touched those beers <laughs> since you left. So I am actually trying the one that you tried, okay. and you gave it a, what would we say, like a... You said you liked it better at Lods, right? Yep. And and your, so, and I haven't tried it yet. So, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna throw a number on it though that I uh, I'll give it a uh, it was five eight to six. It's okay. right in there. It was, it was, and I'm saying an average is five, so it was pretty decent. All right, because I really liked the other one. What was the other one? Uh, it was like a like a Hawaiian Hawaiian IPA. I don't remember, but this one looks yeah. Crazy. It was. 
It's good. It's like you said, it says citrus, melon, dank. What is dank? Like I always thought dank was like some gangster word. I thought dank was referred to a uh, marijuana, but uh Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't know. know. But, dank 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 means it is very, very good. It is the shizzle uh-oh. for rizzle. It's dank. <laughs> well I think Thank it you, is Urban good. Dictionary Borges. I wouldn't say I you know Actually that's a great idea. Go ahead, Craig. I think uh Nate's uh five eight or five six, whatever he said, is quite accurate. It's like I said, it's good. I like the other one a lot better. Do you guys ever watch I don't want to throw I don't want to give him any love on our episode, but I'm going to. Do you guys ever watch that Barstool sports guy and he does his pizza reviews? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watch every yeah. single one of those and I love them, dude. He's, he's the man. They're great. They're so, yeah, no, they're awesome. They're I awesome. like them a lot. Uh, did, will you throw out who it was? Was it Squatters? Was that yeah, the this one company? was Squatters. Yeah, sorry, I should have said this. this is their Squatters Juicy IPA. Um, that's all it really says. It's purple can. Nothing too crazy. There we it's go. good though. Good one. I like it. I see you're drinking them IPAs now. We're getting you on board. Uh, you're, you're, you're growing up right in front of our eyes um, real quick dank urban dictionary dank means dark sticky gooey and potent it was originally a common word to describe disgusting basements and caves etc all right we can and then it and then it goes on to say then the world of pot took it over yada 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 <laughs> i want my i want my my beard to be described as a ugly dark cave just disgustingness <laughs> That's usually the places where Craig disappears yep. too. But anyways, <laughs> moving on, I am on this beer right here. Um, uh, shout out to my boy, Matt Gerber. He's the one who introduced me to this beer. I uh, had one of these beers at his house, so I had to go pick up a four-pack. It is the Mango Super Invader Double India Pale Ale with Mango. It is brewed by the Great Notion Brewing Company. Um, and Barrel House in Portland, Oregon. Let's give this bad boy a crack. And as a lot of you guys know, actually, I'm going to take a sip first and then I'm going to talk. That's a big sip right there. That's a gulp. God, this beer is so good. It is so good. It's like my f- new favorite beer. Um, usually, like, I don't know. I went to his house. We had a uh, Pilner the Younger, or is that what it's called? Plenty the Younger. Sorry, Plenty the Younger. It's like a limited edition beer. I hear everyone go crazy about it. Everyone's trying to get a hold of it. He was able to get a hold of it. We tried like four or five different beers, and they were all good. But then he busted this little bad boy out, and it, it kind of they all start tasting the same, right? Mm-hmm. All the all the paleales, and you know, after four for sure, everything starts starts tasting the same, and then he busted this out. And I took a chug of it and I was like, oh my God, it was like the first kiss or I don't know how to describe it. I was just like, wow. When um, it hits your lips, it's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> you guys know I have an infinity for mango beers and uh, some of the mango beers I've had, it's either doesn't taste like mango at all. And then the other one I had on like two or three weeks ago, the mango cart, it was like way too much mango. It was like, man, they just took a mango and squashed it and put it in a beer can this one is the perfect balance for anyone that loves mango or loves kind of like a little bit of fruit in their beer. Um, Nate, we're going to be having one of these this weekend. Um, I have one for you and I guarantee you're going to love it. Go out and get the mango super invader. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Well, you guys golfing this weekend or something? Maybe. I don't know. We're trying to get something going. We'll see what happens, bro. 
Yeah, Maybe if you're in California, be golfing with us. You'd be, I'd be shagging your balls. There we go. <laughs> shagging my balls. Mr. T-Style. Mr. T-Style. <laughs> well, you're getting uh, a little bit too excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do not have anything as cool as you guys, but this is a first for me. I've never drank this beer. Um, my mom, actually, she was house-sitting while we were in Utah, and she's like, I got you a beer for your uh, podcast. And usually she gets me something kind of cool. Um, this one, her name is Mickey. So she got me the Mickey. Uh, <laughs> yes. This little green. You never had one. Bro? Little. Never. No, he... I never had. No, I haven't. I've never he... had a Mickey's. I'm surprised. Never. Oh, We've had forties of Mickey's plenty of time. We had Mickey's big mouths. Remember it has it had the cap. Yeah. You take the cap off and it has the picture yeah. and we would always try to guess. What was oh, on the does cap? Mickey have the cap? Yeah, them? yeah, those are called oh. Mickey's Big Mouse. Yeah, those okay, are the, no, have, those are the Bombay, dude. Those, those are fun. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the little riddle on the back, right? Where they yeah. have the riddle under it. Oh, mm-hmm. de- I definitely had it then. Then I'm a let I'm a lot less scared to try it then because the fine malt liquor uh, was kind of like throwing <laughs> me. I was like, damn. That was for those who don't know Nathan's mom. This is what we would call literally the Mickey special right here. Maybe with a nice little shot of Jack on the side. Yeah. <laughs> it's right up rally, but here we go. Let's see the crack. She got me the 24-ouncer, so. Oh, no, 24-ouncer. This is not a 24-pack. Smells <laughs> <laughs> like a fine malt liquor here. Here we go. Nice and sweet. It's the sweetest tasting of all the malt liquors. I've had the King Cobras. I've had the Colt 45s. I'll say Mickey's is my favorite, but Nate, Nate's face. Oh. Ooh. Maybe I liked that back in the day. This is it's not very good. <laughs> oh man. You, you don't remember being at Filbert's house and we used to take those forties and duct tape them to our hands? Yeah. Yeah. It was Ed, always Edward, Edward Forty's hands. Yeah. 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 You had to drink them before you could take them off. Yeah. I always did it with the Mickeys, bro. I don't know. I didn't I don't remember them. I mean that was a long time ago. So <laughs> I don't I don't remember. Seventeen years ago. This is gonna be twenty four ounces of uh pure bliss <laughs> i don't know i i still give it it's a four eight four eight and as far as malt liquors go it's probably like a six nine so it's pretty decent i tell you what bro by the time you get to the bottom of that can you're gonna be feeling good it does have a little weird sweet if taste he makes it that's why i like it out of the malt liquors it has the sweetest taste i don't know the can is pretty badass though i mean you got to give it to it that little hornet on the top he's pretty cool I don't know. It's all right. It's green. I think the yeah. Charlotte Hornets should change their name to the Charlotte Mickeys and use that Hornet. <laughs> that Hornet looks way cooler. That would be for sure. All right, guys. Now, before we get into the true nitty gritty and talk about these uh, free agents, we had a couple. I usually have a four pack. I have a two pack today, a little two packer. It's like those uh, Coors Light or Bud Light bundles that are all saran wrapped together now that they make the two tall cans. Um, little. T- it's uh, going to be pretty good, though. We're going to talk about the Sean Watson situation, first of all. How has this spiraled out of complete control, dude? It went from a guy losing his players and people feeling bad for him and wanting to get out of town and everyone advocating and on his side, terrible coaching situation, terrible management situation, just terrible situation. And then somehow sexual assault allegations come in, then more come in. And I mean, not making light of them, but I mean, I know there's some butthole play going around <laughs> that uh, Craig, Craig was Craig was super into about that. I mean, uh, what is going on, fellas? Like, how do you see this playing out? 
best and worst case scenarios. Craig, what do you got? Dude, they're going to have, from what I read, maybe what I read earlier is that they're possibly going to suspend him indefinitely. I don't know if it was for sure or like just because the NFL is like going to have to step in and eventually say something, you know, there's no criminal charges going on right now, right? That's what they've said. There's no criminal charges. So, but this, 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 this says commissioner's list all over it. Yep, for sure. I see that. And uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, at first I thought it was, I, I'm not a big, uh, you know, what are the conspiracy theorists? But I, I think mm-hmm. when you were over, I was sitting there telling you, I was like, I, I think this might be some conspiracy going on. Like they wanted, you know, next thing you know, the owner was like, dude, you ain't leaving. And then we're going to kind of throw it on at you. And I was like, it really can't be that, but maybe. But then it just started, like you said, piling on, piling on that I, you know, some girl said today, I only want an apology. And then next thing you know, I guess he <laughs> relieved himself one time. And the, oh, no. and then he wrote the, this is what I read. I could be wrong. And then, okay, you read then he wrote, then he wrote her back like a couple weeks later. Hey, can I get another massage again? And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, so man. this is all just allegations. You know, we're all innocent until proven guilty. Um, but this is not a good look. This is not a good look for him. And I, uh, you know, I feel bad for these women if this all comes out to be true. Uh, but you know, sixteen, twenty women, right? Yeah, I mean, once you get into those numbers, those numbers seem. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I always love. I'm always on the side of innocent until yeah. proven guilty, and I'm still on that side. But it is. It just starts to uh, feel a little dirty yep. once you got like 17 women coming out and saying this stuff. Yep. Um, and then especially for this one position, right? Like this is the this is the face of your franchise. Is this what you want the face of your franchise well, having? Uh, like Teams were about to um, possibly legitimately sell their next three to four like draft picks just to get this guy. They were selling the farm to get this guy. Like this is nuts. Like what could have, you know, conspired here, right? You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. you know, now we stuck with uh, three ninety-year-old running backs, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> there we go, James. Do you have anything to add to this uh, beautiful Watson situation? This beautiful mess, you can call it. Oh, this is not a beautiful mess. This is horrible. Um, there's a couple different thoughts that I have. One of my conspiracy theories that I have is that I think the Texans, or possibly even the NFL knew a lot more before it actually came out. And this is why this trade didn't happen because to me, it made too much sense for, for another team to give up three first rounders or four for four first rounders. I feel like some of the information was being withheld until it came out. And that's why I don't think a trade ultimately happened because what Craig, Craig alluded to, that would have been such a mess for a team to give up the farm. And then this come out, the NFL would have had to have stepped in and and Noel avoided it or did something that would have been seriously millions. It would have put a franchise millions and millions and millions of dollars in such a hole. It, it would have been a bad look for everybody. The the people that I'm actually really upset with, while well, I'm upset with a couple of different people, obviously Deshaun Watson. Come on, man! You're supposed to be a role model. You're supposed to be a fra- uh, face of the franchise. I'm super disappointed in you. And one thing that I've never understood and I'll never get is you're a star athlete. Like, I don't know. And this is going to sound horrible, but I just, 
why are you having to do things like this? You think that it would be easy for you to find a good woman, or even if there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, you know, being single and, and hooking up with multiple women, why are you having to go about it this way? You know what I'm saying? Like you're a millionaire, you're good looking, you know, all of this stuff. Why do you have to stoop to this level? Okay. And then the other thing is I'm really pissed off with the media. I almost feel like they're really silent on this whole subject. And, and, you know, every once in a while you get a little snidbit here and there. And I feel, you know what? I don't want to like put anything out there and, and I'm on Nate's side. You're innocent until proven guilty, but come on. I, I understand some of the women are probably lying. Some of the women are probably out there to get a piece of this pie or whatever, or maybe they're not, or maybe they're all telling the truth, or maybe they're all lying. I'm not sure. I don't know what the truth is. But when you have that many people accusing you, you have to believe um, that a majority of them are telling the truth. And I just don't think the media right now, I'm not saying if it was somebody else, but if this was like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, you know, like this would be just around the clock being pounded down your throat. And we're talking about a top three quarterback. I mean, top five quarterback at worst in the NFL. And it's just simply not on the news and it's not getting enough media attention. And I don't know if the media is trying to give him respect to let the due process play out. You know, they don't want to talk so much about it until some more facts come out. But I am pissed off at the media because I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like something weird is going on and I can't quite put my finger on it yet, but I just don't like the way this whole situation is being, you know, taken care of, I guess you can say. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. And then like kind of bringing it back to a football standpoint, because we are a football podcast and a fantasy standpoint. I mean, this kind of means that Deshaun Watson will be in a Texans uniform if he's playing for any team next year, right? Like that, I, I think that's a foregone conclusion that if he plays football next year, he's going to be playing football in a Texans uniform, and that is not good for anyone. <laughs> that's not good for Deshaun Watson's value. That's not good for any of those wide receivers' value because they all kind of suck. Um, I I don't know. I, I I mean, at best, you're going to get Brandon Cooks as a t- high end wide receiver two out of a out of a quarterback who should be producing like Tyreek Hill and uh, um, you know. Adams type numbers like he should he should be producing a wide receiver that does that and he and we're gonna only get uh something like a, a high-end wide receiver two out of cook so I don't know it's all bad it's all bad situation I hope for the best in the entire thing but uh I think that's like hoping in one hand shit in the other see what fills up first so. I feel bad for the Texans fans because like you said they were all enraged Deshaun Watson fuck the McNairs they're screwing him <laughs> This and that, yada yada. Let's let's remember they were gonna have a protest. Let's protest. Let's go to have a protest. And then this shit comes out. It's like, come on, what the fuck is going on around here? Yeah, it's awful. It's a All Mickey's right. beer, is what it is. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, it might be a little worse than a Mickey's beer. But anyway, we are going to move on from all the butthole talk, and we are gonna get to this. Uh, <laughs> what you don't like that. <laughs> We're going to get to the 17-game season. 17-game regular season. I need to know where you guys are at on this 17-game season. Craig, where are you at on the uh, now 17-game football season? Go. My question is why? Like, wait, really, why? Why the hell are we doing this? There's, I, I, Okay, I get you, James. We know what's about the money. 
But it's just like, what are we really getting out of this as as a fan? Like, I feel like more t- players are probably going to sit. You know what I mean? Like they're going to some rest. Um, I don't know. I I feel like a 16 game season has been awesome. Like I don't see, you know, I guess we get to play an extra weekend of fantasy. Like that's awesome, right? That's that's always fun. I just don't see where it's really going to benefit the players. Um, I'm seeing it right now in the NBA a lot. You know, I know you guys don't watch the NBA like I do, but NBA players sit all, you know what I mean, all the damn time. The Utah Jazz just played the Nets a couple weeks ago. Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irvin all set because of load management. And that's what we're going to see in the NFL. And I think that's also going to change how some how our fantasy football teams look. And we're going to get, um, we're going to get gypped on some games where – Oh yeah, Alvin Kamara is going to play today, and the next thing you know, it's all boom. Oh, we're just messing with you because those coaches, we know they don't care, right? They're just gonna. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm not happy about it because I'm, you know, like Nate said, this is a fantasy football podcast, and I'm thinking about fantasy is bullshit. Save the players. That's where I'm at. There you go. Save hashtag save the players. Craig's <laughs> gonna get out there. Hashtag save them players. Uh, Boogie, where you at? I think it's a, a power grab because in a couple uh, next year they're going to be re- renegotiating all the all of these television contracts. The owners want an extra bargaining chip in their hand for all of this to happen. the 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 cap is going to go through the roof, right? And uh, <laughs> the cap's going to go through the roof. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a timeout. Nate's trying to drink this Mickey's, and he is fighting it. <laughs> it sticks on your tongue, that flavor. just. Sorry, Mickey's. No disrespect, you Irish bastard. Um, but anyways, um, power grab by the owners. They want an extra bargaining chip um, as they go renegotiate these new TV deals. The only way that I see it benefiting the players, they're going to have way bigger contracts after all this. And honestly, this is a really random thought. Um, but as soon as I saw that announced, all I can think of was way to go, Derrick Henry, to be the last running back to get 2,000 yards in a 16-game season. Um, you know, you're going to go down as the last guy to do it. And then now all these records are even going to get smashed even more. I'm totally against it because what Craig said, save the players. Like, it's it's the roughest sport. There's more injuries that happen. That's why they have 50 three-man rosters, and they're actually expanding the rosters this year. So they're going to have even more players. Like, I get it. There's going to be more football to watch. There's going to be an extra week on there. But at what cost? And when does it end? Like, uh, you know, you expand it to 17. You know, when are you going to go to 18? When are you going to go to 19? When are you going to go to 20? Like, I said it before when we mentioned this. I'm a traditionalist. I like the way it was. I like even numbers. I thought it was perfect. Um, And I think they're messing with, with with the with with something that was perfect yeah i i mean i know this isn't the first time this isn't something that is hap- it's it, it has happened before but i mean we've had 16 games since i've watched football my like my entire i think i think they announced it on espn when i was watching it's been like 40 something years since exactly. they've changed it it was like 1980 or 1979 yeah it's felt so it is it's perfection it's like they had the perfect number and maybe we get used to 17 games and maybe we, you know, buy into this later on and 17 games just becomes something that we're all used to. And it probably will. 
But right now it hurts. It hurts me because of the, because of the stats that are going to be broken, the things that are going to be broken. I'm not a traditionalist. Like in baseball, I like the NL rules. I don't like that having designated hitter. I don't like bringing in any of these new rules. I like traditional baseball. I like traditional football playing 16 football games. Generally, you're going to see that 16th game. They're always going to sit somebody. And don't get me wrong. Would I love to see another football game? Like just stretch it out? Yeah, hell yeah, that's cool. But I don't know. I think, yeah, save the players. Save the uh, save the uh, records. That that's gonna be my hashtag. There, right there will be no more eight and eights. You're either gonna, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You're either gonna be nine yeah. and eight or eight and nine. So that's kind of weird thing to think about as well. That is weird. Yeah, there's no 500. You're not gonna be just sitting there right at the 50 percent mark. That that is crazy. I didn't really think about head that. coaches are gonna have more opportunities to win more games, break those records. It's just not player records. There's you know there's so many. So many different things at stake, and you know what Craig was saying. I think we're going to see more. I know it's only one game, and I don't know. Maybe we're overreacting and being dramatic, but it just kind of feels like now you got to have two running backs, you know, or now you got to have extra this or extra that. And I mean, us as like football analysts, we're like, how do we evaluate things now? Like, it's going to be so different. Like, four thousand yards is a benchmark. One thousand yards is a benchmark for a wide receiver. You know, now what is it? Is it 1,100 yards? Is that the new benchmark? And when, and how long does that take to get established? Um, that's tough. I mean, those are things that, like right now, it's just in my brain. Like I know, oh, this cat this cat had 1,000 yards receiving. That's tough. You know, oh, 13, that was above average. But now it's like, what is 13 going to be the average? It, it, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really strange until we get those benchmarks set and everything goes forward. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see. And I'm excited to. See, did you um, guys see a... who your team's gonna play? I seen who the Broncos are playing. The Detroit Lions. Our extra game is the Lions. Well, the way they did it, I mean, because you know how the season yeah, gets broken do. down, right? So you get you get the same conference, or you get the uh, a team in the other conference, and then you get uh, a whole division yeah. in the other conference. Well, they're taking that one of the last teams that you wouldn't have played, and you're playing that team that's the same record yeah, yeah. as you. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Uh, at the, yeah, the Steelers get the uh, Seahawks. So, uh, is it in Pittsburgh or in Seattle? It, it said in Pittsburgh. So, well, know. Jordan, are you listening? Yeah, Jay Boogie, let's go. We're going up to Heinz. We're going to watch some uh, Steelers. He doesn't football. like you too much, Jimmy. So, <laughs> I'm pointing at you, mother effort, because the Broncos are playing the Cowboys <laughs> no, in Dallas, and you're already being like, I, "Dude, I don't know, dude, I don't know. Probably going to be busy that weekend, bro." <laughs> Come already. on, dude. Seven months away. This dude's already. Uh, dude, I don't even know, dude. <laughs> Fucking Drew Lock, dude. Drew Lock is let's the talk, GOAT. Let's talk about it when it gets closer. Oh, that's talk about it right now, bro. What's up? No. No. I dude, James just wants to fight me. And so I can't <laughs> No, I do not. That's exactly what it is, dude. I want to get you some assless <laughs> chaps in Dallas. And just go tear that butt up, you know. Talking about booty play earlier, me and you in Dallas fighting for your butt virginity. Oh, Let's do it, listeners. Listeners, this ain't what we about. So uh, I don't know where James is coming in. Craig, James, tell him the truth. Whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna struggle, snuggle, or what? What's going on? Jeez. Okay. I'll meet you. I'll, I'll meet Anyways. you at the stadium. That's it. We go. We're moving on. We're moving there on we from go. this topic. We have beat this dead horse. <laughs> and, uh, yikes! 
That's yeah. right. I'm going <laughs> to beat you like a dead Bronco right. when I see you. All right. We are going to move on to oh, free agency and all these players who moved on to greener pastures that they think are greener pastures. We're going to go, uh, no, I don't know, maybe not really. Anyway, we'll go by quarterbacks. Let's start off with the quarterbacks. We're going to start with Jameis, famous Jameis Winston. This guy, he got retained, but I think that this is the only guy we're going to talk about who kind of got retained because I think he has some severe fantasy implications. There's some some stuff to talk about here. So he re-signed with the New Orleans Saints for $5.5 million, which seems very reasonable for a former first-round pick. Was he first overall? I think he was first overall. Um, famous yeah, James? Yeah, yes, then, he was. Uh, Marcus. It went him and then Mariota. Okay, so there we go. So one and um, two. So we got famous Jameis. Um, first overall pick, five point five million. Only a few years ago, had thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. All right. How do we feel about the fantasy assets over there? Do you think this was the best landing spot for famous? Um, how do you guys feel about it? Tell me what you think. It was one hundred percent the best place for him. But the question remains. I know. I think I know who they're going to start. I think it's going to be Jameis. But what if they start Taysom here? So then Jameis is, then people are going to be putting some stock in Jameis. You know, I know in a couple of the mocks we've done, I'm getting Jameis late. And I'm like, all right, I love this. But if they start, if he says, hey, I'm going with uh, old Taysom from BYU, because Taysom got a fat contract. So I don't know, man. But we know about uh, that ex- contract. That contract is voidable. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's true. It's but I, I'm loving but to go back to your question, I actually I, I think this is the best spot for him. He's got weapons over there. He's got Kamara that he can uh, dump off the ball to. I think that he can possibly – actually, you know what? I'm calling it right now. Early on, top 10 quarterback this year. Top QB1. 10 famous Jameis. We're putting it in there. Bold prediction. Oh, Craig the Foot Anderson predicts J- famous Jameis is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He probably was close to top 10 in Tampa. With those 30 interceptions, because he threw for a shitload of yards. He had the most he was passing number one, attempts. Wasn't he? No, he had the most passing attempts. He wasn't number one quarterback. I thought he was. Wasn't he in fantasy? I thought. Are we talking about uh, passing yards? Or are we talking about top, top fantasy quarterback? No. He was definitely not the in top. In 2019, he had the, yeah. but he had the most passing attempts. Him yeah. and he got tied with Jared Goff. Yeah. He was in the 30 for be, 30 club. He'll, he'll be a, Remember? 30 touchdowns and 30 it. interceptions. QB1. You want him on your team? Call it now. There we go. Get Jameis late. Boogie? Uh, I think it's great. I think it's a great landing spot for him. I think this is where he wants to be. I mean, if you want to rebuild your career, first first you steal uh, some crab, <laughs> then you sexually assault an Uber driver, and then you throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, and Bruce Arians can't save your dumbass. <laughs> and then you end up uh, on the Saints, uh, backing up Drew Brees. Drew Brees crushes his uh, all of his ribs. Then you have to sit behind the BYU champion. And uh, now I think you get your opportunity. Michael Thomas was hurt all year last year. He's arguably the best wide receiver in all the NFL. He should be healthy. You got Alvin Kamara. What? Don't be looking what at me. What did you say? Alvin Kamara. <laughs> you heard what I said. Um, and then you got uh, Alvin Kamara, who's the best receiving running back in the NFL. You got the weapons that are around you. Yeah, they had they they lost quite a quite a few people. But the offensive line is still there. You still got you still got the head coach. The head coach is one of the best head coaches in all of the NFL. And if you want a shot at springboarding and uh, making something out of this year into a bigger contract going forward, 
then I think this is a place you want to be. And I'm with you, Craig. I feel your sediment. I mean, I think he could be a top 10. It just depends on how much they let him loose. Um, I think Alvin Kamara has a lot to do with that, you know, yep. throw him the short little pass and let him bust it loose. Um, but Michael Thomas being there, I mean, oh, that's a great person to have to throw it to all day, every day. So, yeah, I'm, I back you up. I think he can be a top 10 quarterback. So, my man. so we're all on board, though, that Jameis is the starter. Like, uh, Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, me too. So there you go, tall boys and tall girls. Don't don't put any stock into uh, Taysom Hill um, as unless it's like a super flex backup style player. Um, this this that's not the guy that you want. So stick with famous Jameis, the crab stealing fool. All right, we're gonna move on to a. I don't know. This might be more exciting to me. It's I don't know, maybe equally as side as exciting. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I did not think that this landing spot would happen because I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of a fill-in style quarterback. He's the bridge quarterback. And so, I mean, this leads me to believe that they're probably going to draft a quarterback and they're going to let Fitzpatrick uh, sit there for a little bit and uh, try and win him some football games. But this is a competitive football team. This is a team that almost, or no, they did win the division there over there in the NFC least. Um, least. Yeah. Um, and he has some talented people around scary Terry is a savage they just signed Curtis Samuel which we'll talk about a little bit later um they have Logan Thomas who is a uh not young but a you know a decent um up and coming tight end uh they have Gibson a good running back um the 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 pieces are there for them to be a successful team and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick for I for one think Ryan Fitzpatrick can get them there James do you like this Fitzpatrick signing? Was it the best case scenario for this Washington football team? I love, I love Ryan Fitzmagic, and I like that he's gonna get an opportunity to start. The only reason I don't like it is because I wanted to see what T- Taylor Heineke was gonna do, and I know it's one game and it was in the playoffs, and he probably isn't gonna do anything. But I would have liked to see him go to a team that has more weapons. But, you know, with that being said, um, I'm still excited to see him get another opportunity. And the thing is, I think he needs to just show up um, hitting the ground running and uh, just ball out because I feel like at any point, if he sputters, in which, you know, in the past, that always seems to happen to him. It seems like he goes through a little streak and then he'll have two or three games where he just kind of shits it up. And then they're probably going to pull the plug and let Taylor Heineke go at it because that division is – you know, it's a crappy division. You guys said it. NFC least is still going to be competitive with a bunch of crappy teams fighting to get that first place. So if he starts to sputter, I could see them quickly going a different way. Do you way. like McLaurin though? Is McLaurin up or down for you? McLaurin's definitely up because Brian Fitzmagic can sling that oh, damn ball. Scary. Okay, what about uh, what about Gibson? Is he up or down for you? Gibson? I mean, I'm still kind of out on Gibson because it. I don't know. I don't know. I want to be up on Gibson. I just I'm I'm not a believer in their offensive line, and um, it looks like they shore up their defense. Hopefully, they go offense. You know, in the draft, and they they pick up another. They need another wide receiver weapon. They need Curtis something Samuel. else to bring something dynamic. I saw they got Curtis Samuel, but they need some offensive line. I don't know. I still feel like maybe they need another wide receiver or something. But like you said, they're probably going to go quarterback if there's one there to be taken in the first round. If not, probably somewhere later in the draft. But we'll see. We'll see what they do, what they can put around their quarterbacks. Craig, 
How do you feel about the wide receiver position or the pass catchers now that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starting gunslinger over there See, in, in uh, Washington? I was going to cut Jimmy off, and I'm glad I didn't because I don't know you're going to ask this question. Um, where I'm getting scary Terry and all these mocks, I'm loving it because – Fitz, his stock, Scary Terry's stock is going up. And a lot of the average fantasy football players are going to remember what he did last year with Alex Smith and and home, the new Pittsburgh quarterback and all these guys. And honestly, you're going to get him at a bargain. And Scary Terry could easily take, could be um, on your team, you know, high end RB2, maybe sneaking into RB up. Pushing it, that's a that's his that's a ceiling low end high um RB uh wide receiver one. That's if Ryan Fitzmagic stays healthy all season. Go back to what Jimmy said a minute ago with Taylor Heineke, Heineke Heineke, whatever the hell his name is. He's gonna play. He's gonna play because Fitzmagic is gonna get hurt at some point. It has been in the last four or five years. He's I feel like there's always bouncing it out because he's gonna get hurt. It's just. It, it reminds me of last season. We said the same thing last year when it was Tua and him. At some point, you know, Tua was going to come in. It wasn't even injury. It's just he goes through these stretches, whether he gets hurt or he just has two or three games where he's inefficient and they're going to pull him. And I think this division is going to be too competitive. And if he was going to start the whole year, dude, his stock and Scary Terry would be absolutely through the roof because when that homeboy is in there, you know he's going to throw the shit out of that ball. But his old bearded ass, who can trust him? Trust you him. trust him, Nate? I'm buying. I'm buying. At the value that I think I'm going to be able to get Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he's a fantastic super flex option um, to get him late. Uh, is even maybe like a third quarterback because people are going to be – they're going to – we're gonna be in a we're gonna be in a dual quarterback league. Is, is he be gonna on my be radar? On your radar? I, okay, I can't trust him enough because this is what I want to do in the, in those type of leagues. I want to have a situation where I have a very um, solid quarterback, and then I you know want another guy. I mean, I want a guy that is kind of more of like a risk high end. Like I can he can boost me all the way up to like the the uh, quarterback one, two, or three. And then I want that guy who's just super solid, like the Baker Mayfields of the world. You know, I want that kind of guy. I want the the um, Matthew Staffords of the world. I don't want the. Would you rather have? Would you rather have Jared Goff or Ryan Fitzmagic? Right there, Ryan um, Fitzmagic. If you were asking, who you, who you, you would ask me last more? Year, I would have said Goff. Yeah, last year I'm definitely saying Goff. Um, this year, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm going to say Ryan Fitzpatrick in for this reason, because neither of them would be uh, my like quarterback two. I really wouldn't be comfortable with them being a quarterback two. So both of them would be a quarterback three. And if I'm going to take a third quarterback, I'm going to take a guy with a high ceiling, a guy who like uh, Ryan Fitzmagic when he was playing for the Bucks. Like that's the kind of production that I'm trying to get out of him. So with the Bucks or no, the Dolphins? No, he was with the Bucks. I didn't want him with the Dolphins. Yeah, see. Fitzmagic yeah, was with the was. Bucks. Yeah, him and Famous Jameis were trading off. Remember when he was? Yeah, and that's what that's where he won. Man, he I have a Jackson's bad memory little, right now. Uh, yeah, uh, shirt or whatever. Remember famous Famous Jameis got oh, hurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he came out and he balled yeah. out. Okay, it's all coming back to me go. now. That's the kind of production I'm I'm shooting for with him, and uh, yeah, exactly. Good breakdown. A lot of a lot for the beard. This one shouldn't take as long, man. This is super anticlimactic. Everyone wanted to see the resolution of the Bears quarterback situation. 
And uh, the resolution was Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy, the red rifle Dalton coming over to the Chicago Bears. Are we happy about Allen Robinson? Um, is it Cole Komet? Is that the uh, the tight end they have there? The, the second year tight end? David Montgomery? Um, yeah. Are we happy about their about their the skill position players fantasy wise with Andy Dalton at the helm? Like, are we? What do you think, James? What I'm thinking is Matt Nagy, uh, the head coach, and Ryan Pace, the GM, are going to be looking for new jobs <laughs> next year because um, I mean they did everything. They did everything to try to get Deshaun Watson, which in hindsight was, was a good thing that you dodged that bullet. They try to pull out all the stops and go get uh, Jordan's boy, Russell. Um, Russell Wilson, which, like we said before, I didn't think uh, they were going to go for that. Um, Pete Carroll's getting towards the end of the career. Doesn't want to rebuild with a different quarterback. And I think they messed up with uh, – God, Trubisky. why am I drawing a blink right now? Why did you let Trubisky walk and replaced him? With Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton um, had one of the worst QBRs. I think out of like qualifying quarterbacks, he had like he was number thirty. He was thirty first, and I get it. He's on a brand new team, but the Cowboys had some weapons. I mean, the offensive line was garbage, but they still got weapons nonetheless. This guy's your answer. This is the guy that's going to go beat Aaron Rodgers. Like, what the hell are you guys thinking? Allen Robinson, I'm not really that worried about because, you know, we've said it before on the show. I still think he ends up being a top 10 wide receiver no matter what because he's just that talented. But for everyone else on that team, trade me. If I'm if I'm Mac, trade me. If I'm anybody that's any type of talent and I want to win football games, trade me. Why in the hell do you want to be on the Chicago Bears, especially with the 49ers trading up to that third pick? Yeah. Who are you hoping to get if you're the if you're the Bears right now? You ain't got shit. You got that piece of crap redheaded rifle. It's <laughs> bad. It's that can of Mickey's. A can of Mickey's. Craig, uh, do, you think it's a, do you think it's a can of Mickey's or are you saying this is maybe like a fine wine that just gets better? He's a I'm fine red it. wine. And I have, I think Craig's in a red I have wine. Red no, I have no statistics to back up what I'm going to say. I oh, have no anything. It's going to be wild. This is be wild. what I'm going to say. But hold your pants, people. <laughs> hold your pants. But I just have a hunch that Andy Dalton is going to outplay Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles and that what they've done in the last couple of years, and he will make the Bears better. Just a hunch. I don't know what the hell it is, and I could be wrong. So I, I, I can't. I can't wait to see him run. I'm those telling you, legs. You know, run for his life out of that pocket it's like one of those things. could. That cannon I, arm. I'm I was really not. Excited. I'm not trying to bullshit our listeners and trying to tell them, "Hey, man, jump on Craig Anderson's back here." Because I have. It's just a hunch. It's just. It's, it's just, just a hunch. A hunch. It's a gut feeling. Yeah, just a, a gut Craig, feeling. It's a Craig so, gut feeling. Would you rather have? Would you rather have Jared Goff? Why Jared Goff against Patrick Jared Goff or Andy Dalton? Well, that's well. Uh, you would rather have Goff if you're the Bears. That's not a question. No, 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 no. Goff. Fantasy. What? No, he's. I think he's talking about this year in fantasy. In fantasy. What are you taking though out of those three? 
would you say? None of them, bro. That's not a hunch. But which one are you taking out of the three you had? Who were the three again? It was Goff, Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic, and your. But again, I just have a hunch. I just I like Andy Dalton. I know he didn't um, play well with the um, the Cowboys last year, but I I honestly think that the Cowboys had you, your homeboy Filbert, and Nate blocking for him up front. So (laughs) (laughs) okay. So it is what it is. All right, Nate. First off, if, first off, if your name's Philbert, you ain't blocking anyone. I mean, come on, man. That's a, I think there's only one. I mean, it those those might as might as well be their names because you can't name one of their offensive exactly. linemen right now that plays for Chicago. Yeah, so Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears. That I mean, that's it's bad. I mean, it's a bad situation over yeah. there. I agree, but I kind of do. I'm a, I'm I'm on Craig's side's hunch here that they're going to be a better football team. Yeah. Will he be better for the fantasy assets? No. I'm big no, on no. Darnell Mooney. I thought Darnell Mooney could be this like breakout deep threat type guy. Good guy to grab late into drafts. Now I'm like, oh, damn it. Andy Dalton's there. Like Andy Dalton's not stretching the field on anybody. But I'm saying that I think they're going to be a better football team. And I think they're going I, – I like the point, though, that Jimmy brought to it. It's like, is this the guy that's going to – dethrone Aaron Rodgers Fuck no he's not gonna dethrone Aaron Rodgers come on now he's not doing anything against Aaron Rodgers but they're gonna be competitive I think they're gonna be they're gonna be better than the shitball Lions that's for sure so I don't I don't know I just in my mind I think he's the third or fourth best quarterback in that division like you know so fantasy wise no, you know, I don't know no it's fantasy you're right yeah. I think you're right exactly right all right we can move on we, we beat that redheaded rifle to <laughs> dirt we're gonna move on to the running back position um the running back position there were so many players that we were so excited to see in new landing spots and so many of them went back to their old landing spots we get leonard fournette back back home in tampa bay we get marlon Mack back in indianapolis like it was i mean we still Horrible. have yet to see like james connor um land somewhere but we did see some other ones land. Oh, Chris Carson, another one land at home. Like we, we were expecting these we, guys. Yeah, we thought he was going back there anyway. That's yeah. Best landing spot for sure. But I'm saying that we were excited to see some of this like stir up and it didn't stir up. But one of them that did Ken Yon Drake, Ken Yon Drake, I this move uh, so bad signed with the loss of, I Vegas was, Raiders for two years, $11 million. That's not poor man's money. That's some money right there to, to those Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, how do we feel about this situation for Kenyon Drake? How do we feel about this situation for Josh Jacobs? How do we feel about John Gruden making this decision to bring in a running back, a competitive running back, against his third-year uh, third year high draft capital fucking Alabama running back. How, how do we feel about this, Craig? I hate every second of it because Kenyon Drake was a guy that, you know what I mean, you were able to get mid-rounds playing for the Cardinals, and then he was, you know, an, an RB2 most of the year for most people, you know, playing you know, on your team. You, you're having to play him, and he, you know, I, at one point he was putting up damn good numbers. I just Touchdowns. Yeah, he had a lot yeah, of touchdowns. Yeah, definitely touchdowns. It just drives me nuts. It's like, now you're going here, like you just said. Now he's going to go, and he's going to take – what they're gonna what split the split the um, snaps? He said he went there because John Gruden he liked what John Gruden was planning on doing with the running backs. This I, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally speaking from a fantasy part here. This I'm so uh, yeah. upset about this one. Strictly fantasy because 
you know, I don't know. Again, I don't know right now who the hell is going to be the starter for the Cardinals. I guess it's going to be what, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Ch- yeah, Chase Edmonds. They're, they're, you know, maybe that's where uh, et, that your homeboy Ed to me, Etne et or whatever that James likes. Yeah, the, Travis Etienne. Yeah, they're yeah, definitely so, going to draft. I don't know. I just do not like this. I I don't feel good about either one of their stocks. And you're, the good thing is, is you're going to get. You should be able to get one of them a little bit later, and then you can take a, a flyer on one of them and say, "God, I I hope this one ends up being." But somebody else is going to take Josh Jacobs high, and it's just not going to be me. If Josh Jacobs drops the third round, it's going to. I'm still is on off your board. Is this, dude, is this dude off your board? Like, look, yeah, he's he's on the yeah, he's, do not draft list. And the other the other thing, you know, Craig didn't mention is the Raiders absolutely blew up their offensive up line. That? They they blow up their offensive line. Okay, last year Josh Jacobs finished RB eight, one thousand sixty five yards and twelve touchdowns. Kenyon Drake finished RB14, 955, so about 100 yards less, and 10 touchdowns. So two touchdown difference, okay? They both had decent seasons last year. But I think there's an underlying factor here, and I think it was a message that was sent to Josh Jacobs. He kind of had a little tumultuous ending to last year. He got that DUI where he wrecked. Remember, he got in that weird car accident. Something weird happened. I don't know if he's trying to send the message like we're just going to pound the rock which is cool, I guess, if you're a Raiders fan, minus the (laughs) offensive line getting blown up. The other part of it is for fantasy, this is the worst. We were so excited for all of the running backs and the possibility. Where is Aaron Jones going to go? I forgot. He goes back. Yeah, Aaron Jones is the biggest. Leonard Fournette goes back. Marlon Mack goes back. Chris Carson, I think Chris Carson got like the best deal out of all these guys. You know, three years, 24 million. That's pretty good for him. He deserves it. But still, no excitement out of the free agent running backs going anywhere for fantasy. And this one is the absolute worst. If I'm David Mills on Wills, I'm pissed. Because you traded Michael Thomas in a third-round pick for Josh Jacobs. Bro, I know you're listening, or you're going to be listening, bro. My heart goes out to you. That's why I sent you a, I sent you a good trade. But... uh. Sorry, bro. Raiders suck. <laughs> yeah, that was an awful, awful. And if you're saying, like you were saying, that this could be like a message to Josh Jacobs, that's an expensive ass message. message yeah. Like, if you're, you're you have you're already blowing up your offensive line, you can't keep these people on on your team, and you're gonna blow eleven million dollars over two years on Kenyon Drake. Ah, man, I don't know. I, I, I've been on board with what uh, Chucky's been doing over there since he's gotten into town. I think he's made David Carr a better quarterback or back to what he was. Um, I love what he's produced out of Darren Waller. Um, he's gotten production out of like shitty wide receivers like Nelson Aguilar. Nelson yeah, Aguilar. I mean, he's done some good things. He's gotten um, – they've made some decent draft picks on the defensive line over there. Like some good stuff. This – this is not good. You have a bell cow running back. Josh Jacobs can catch the football. Josh Jacobs can run the football. You have a bell cow running back, and you're putting in like Jalen Richard. Like this dude is getting snaps over Josh Jacobs and near the goal line, too. Like, not just like these kind of things should not be happening on a football team when you invest this heavily into a running back. And now I could see, yeah, if I, I could pick. see if he wasn't one of. Gruden's picks you know like if he was the former regime 
Um, and now they're kind of just trying to phase him out and get their guys in there. But this is his dude. And it's not like he sucked. He's been fine. Like he's in his opportunities. He yeah, was RB number good. eight. He's a good football running back. I blame Mike Mayock. Should have just kept your ass up the NFL network. You jacked this you one go. up, John um, Gruden. Quick, real quick, 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 quick. Over, under, John Gruden and Mike, Mike Mayock, two years. Yeah. John Gruden signed a 10-year contract. No, it matters because they paid him big money and he's, what, third or fourth year? Yeah. He'll be there. And he is, I would say, goes Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and John Gruden as far as head coaches that have power on their teams. Right. He has final say on his roster. I don't see him going anywhere. Um, Mike Mayock, you better – I don't know, dude. Your drafts have been horrible, done, dude. Done. Horrible. This year, he doesn't, pull it, he doesn't pull this thing together this year. He's going to be back on the NFL <laughs> Network talking about how whatever left tackle is going to be the next left tackle of your franchise for the next 10 years That's and it. still be yeah, wrong. He is. I mean, they still haven't moved Marcus Mariota. Come on. You have a window to move this kid right now and put him in. He, sh- he should be in a Bears uniform. Yes, that's right the guy. That's what now. we said. That's the guy for yeah. the Bears. That's what we were all saying. Do you do you think they have the best uh, backup running back and <laughs> best yeah. backup quarterback, yeah. though? They're just saying, 17-game <laughs> <laughs> season, we're going to start – Mario to eight of them and start a homeboy nine of them. <laughs> 17 game season. Good for you. All right. Bronco well, lover. Uh, we have a uh, one more running back that we wanted to talk about. It's Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde got signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not a huge move. He didn't take much from Chris Carson, but I think some of these tall boys and tall girls out there might be scared to draft James Robinson. Please fellas. I mean, unless you don't believe this, please ensure them that Carlos Hyde is just a, a backup guy and James Robinson still a stud running back. Do you guys feel the same way or no? James shaking your head. James, what do you think? Mm. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh-oh. I feel Uh-oh. I'm I'm smelling. I'm smelling an Urban Meyer move going on right here. I'm I think he wanted uh, a running back that he can trust. He wanted an ex ex uh, Buckeye and um, that's that's what he came out and said. Carlos Hyde said this was a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. To sign on with Urban Meyer, I think Urban Meyer told him something or he knows something more than we do. I want to believe James Robinson is, but, I mean, mm-hmm. you own him mm-hmm. in our dynasty, right? I mean, and I'm sure you feel a certain way about him, not like, man, he is number one, but you still kind of felt pretty good about him. Does this make you feel any less about him or does it give you any worries that some of his value has dropped knowing that Urban Meyer has personally brought in one of his guys to back up? His no, lead running back. Not at all. In a uh, dynasty setting, I would be buying right now because he's going to be as cheap as he's going to be for until he's pretty much out of the league. Which I think I I honestly think obviously shelf life is probably like three years, right? Like that's probably what we're looking at. Three to four years is what we're getting out of a, a running back of this caliber, this type of draft pedigree. But let's say this: fourteen games, a thousand seventy yards, two hundred forty rushing attempts. Um. The dude got 49 receptions for 344 yards. He had three touchdowns through the air and seven touchdowns on the ground, totaling 10 touchdowns. No, I am all in on this guy. James Robinson is going to be a value on 
um, redraft leagues. I think that he's going to drop into the third round, probably in a lot of redraft leagues. And people are going to be able to take advantage of that, getting a power three running back if they want to, like go three-headed monster. Or they could go wide receiver and then get two running backs back-to-back. However you want to split it up, I think you're going to need a value out of James Robinson. And uh, I would be trying to stack him up. I think this Carlos Hyde thing is a good thing for him. He carried the ball. I don't. I wish I would have looked up the stat prior to this, but he carried like he had like ninety percent of the running back snaps um, in Jacksonville. That's absurd. Like when he he should not be having to run the football that many times. He's going to get wore down. And uh, I think that this was a good move. They got a solid backup running back. I mean, the dirt bag didn't take anything from Chris Carson. Chris yeah. Carson didn't. You know, he wasn't uh, um, affected by the Carlos Hyde move until he got injured. So. I don't think Carlos Hyde is pushing anybody. He did all right in Houston, and no one expected that. But I don't think he's pushing any real starting running back for their job, personally. Um, and then I don't, I don't think Craig wants to add anything to this. So we're going to move on to the wide receivers. Um, the wide receivers, the big name, the one we want to talk about over here, Kenny G. Kenny G signed a four-year, $72 million contract with the New York football giants. Fellas. Better or worse situation for Kenny G? Did you like him with Matthew Stafford in a Lions uniform? Healthy, obviously. Yeah. Or do you like him with Danny Damn Dimes tossing those things deep in New York? Where, where do you like him better, Craigie? <laughs> Are you like... Being serious about that question? Is that like a serious question or is it super serious? Like, that's, that's super serious. Not even a- serious as a fucking uh, Mickey's talk can. Super serious. It, I'm telling you right now, 100% Matt Stafford. Um, it was kind of funny because Jimmy would Marco me every day. Marco plug, just in another one. Uh, you'd be like, man, Greg, really, really, really want to know where uh, Kenny Galladay is going to go. And it's like, it's so anticlimactic that he went to the Giants. Like, yeah, I understand. He, took he definitely took the money. Um, uh, I like it. I like it because you know Danny Dimes needs somebody to throw to, and uh, um, if he's healthy, I still think he is a RB or sorry, an, a wide receiver too. Uh, this this upcoming year, if healthy with Danny Dimes throwing the ball, I do. I feel you know he's the bona fide number one there. It's right. It's no no way fans buzz about it. I like it for the sole fact that. He's kind of the only horse in town, unless you're Sterling Shepard or uh, what's the other dude's name that's over there? Um, Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, you know, um, truther. Uh, but I'm just not the biggest fan of Danny, Danny Dimes, so that makes me a little bit nervous. But good for him for taking the money and Jimmy. But the guy that has stock in him, or no, you traded his ass, didn't you? Okay, yeah, all right. So no, nope, I got him. I think quietly the understatement here is the Giants have been quietly making some big moves on defense. They signed uh, that cornerback that was released by the Titans. Can't think of his name, but anyways, he was a he was an uh, Dory. Wait, is it Dory Jackson? Dory Jackson. What's his yeah. Name? Anyways, yep, yep. yep. They they signed the big time corner. They go out and get some defensive line depth. I think this is a great move for Danny Dimes because he doesn't have a number one wide receiver. It helps eliminate a position of need going into the draft. Allows them to draft a little bit more freely. And for you guys that are panicking, let re, let me remind you in 2019, okay, 65 receptions, 1,190 yards, and 11 touchdowns. And that was Jeff Dris- Driscoll and David Blau throwing him the ball because 
Matthew Stafford was down for most of the year. So I also believe he's he's one of those wide receivers, no matter who, if he's healthy. It's a big question. He was hurt all year last year. If he is healthy, I still think he eats, and he is a high-end number two, somewhere mid-range number two. I, I think he still eats somewhat. Is it the most exciting no. place for him to go? Hell no. I mean, I want him to be in a better quarterback situation, obviously, but maybe this is the piece that Danny Dimes needs, which I have stock in him in another league. Um, bumps him up a little bit, makes me a little bit more excited. I don't know, man. I uh, I got to compare it. I think that uh, Darius Slayton is a poor man's Kenny Galladay. Uh, Darius Slayton stretches the field. That was the that was his spot in New York. That's what he did over there for them Giants, and they got a upgrade there. And so. You look at 2019, in 14 games, Darius Slayton had 84 targets. And in 2020, he had uh, 16 games. He had 96 targets. If we can just get the same target share for Kenny Galladay, I think he outpaces Darius Slayton by a mile. And uh, yeah, he's going to be a high-end wide receiver too, knocking on the door. He's probably going to be like wide receiver... I, I don't know. I probably have him like 14 to 16. I think like he finishes a year right there. That's, that's good production. Unfortunately, his name might get him drafted a little higher than you want to take him, unfortunately. And then being in the news, being drafted in New York, like these, all these things, um, I think maybe get him a little bit overhyped and he could be drafted as like a wide receiver one because he definitely has that type of talent. I don't know. That's how I see about it. I think the red zone red zone targets is what's going to keep his floor nice and safe. The, the if I end up having to take Kenny Galladay as my number one because I went on a string of running backs and I maybe took a quarterback, I am definitely looking for some like really high floor guys back to back with him or something like that. So, yeah, I just see him like in the same realm as. Robert Woods or uh, um, the other white boy that plays on that team. What's his name? Uh, Craig's boy. Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. Like I see them. I see all those guys like in the same little. I'm not. I'm not super happy with that. Like I see him as a a little bit of upgraded a Tyler Lockett kind of situation. You know, uh, and I wouldn't be happy with that as my wide receiver one personally, unless I was just absolutely loaded. And I would go actually the opposite way of Craig. Craig says that he would take some safe floor type of guys. No, I'm swinging for the finches. For no, 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 folk. no. If I, sorry, if I said that wrong, I, I, if I said that I said it wrong, I was saying that I need, I'm taking guys back to back with him, or I'm going on maybe a string of wide receiver that have a high. Yeah. High sorry. If I said that like wrong. your parent, your parent, like T Higgins with him, your parent with chase Claypool's. Yeah. You're swinging hard for these like high upside guys who could hopefully be your bona fide wide receiver one. And uh, Kenny G just gives you that safe floor situation. I don't know. James, you have anything else to add? Are we going to move on to a. We're moving, moving, dog. We're moving to Corey Davis. Corey Davis resurrected his career in uh, Tennessee. I don't know how he did it. And uh, he got a three year, $37 million deal from them. New York football jets. J E T S jets, 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 jets. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about this? Is he on your fantasy radars right now? And, uh, if so, uh, what kind of round do you think? I mean, I know this is kind of off the cusp, but, uh, Craig, what, what round are you taking Corey Davis? If he's at all on your radar, uh, he's would be on the radar in, in a 12 man league, taking him, you know, we're, we're, I'm talking 
late rounds 10 11 12 i'm just not i i'm not i don't trust him i don't i do, i've never i didn't trust him in, in tennessee where he was the number two where um uh aj brown was getting double team pretty much or you know what i mean get all the action over there and I, I think he drops the ball too much um i just i'm not a big fan of Corey davis and going to the jets i don't like having jets on my team even with zach wilson the 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 mormon the the mormon murderer over there dude my dude he looked good in his pro day didn't he he looked good did you guys like I think they're gonna take him i think they're gonna take him. but, but I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm honestly i'm taking uh, uh i uh core davis is on the radar but late rounds late rounds after i go on maybe that little run we were talking about all right Corey davis is there sure but i'm not reaching for Corey davis okay I, I feel the same way, mostly because of the organization he went to. It's just hard to believe in anyone that's going to be playing for the Jets. I just think there's so much dysfunction. And to put it into context, he finished wide receiver number 31. Above him was T. Higgins, who didn't have his starting quarterback for a, a large portion of the year. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Will Fuller, you know, like, I don't know, he's – like Craig said, he's going to be a super late round pick. I mean, he does have some type of value. And at that point, you're just throwing a, a dart at the wall and, and hoping it, it sticks somewhere. He's a prayer. He's yeah. definitely not someone to uh, yeah. have a high he's better than, uh, is he the Is he the alpha there or is Mims the alpha there? Are you rather take Mims, Mims yeah. or That's Davis? That's the other thing. I'm taking Mims because you're yeah. getting him later. Honestly, probably. Jimmy's kind of brought me on to Mims, and in a lot of these mocks, I'm taking Mims like it was my last pick. You know what I mean? I'm loving it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I like Mims. I think they're similar type wide receivers, big body wide receivers, stretch the field type of deal. Um, we're, it's going to be interesting. I think Brashad Perryman moved on. Um, he was a similar style wide receiver. Uh, I, no, I like, I like taking a swing on him if it's late. But there's probably young wide receivers that I'm going to swing even harder on because I've seen enough. I've seen enough. Yeah, Michael yeah, Pittman. exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd rather, I'm more excited yeah. to have Michael no, I mean, Pittman. I, I just wouldn't, yeah, I'm not swinging on him. I've seen enough out of him. Um, it was kind of like a Devontae Parker type thing. You know, Devontae Parker, he blew up a couple of years ago. Everyone was kind of like, oh shit, Devontae Parker resurrected. He's he's a alpha style wide receiver. He's of early draft capital. You know, we got to start buying in. And uh, I'm just not there. The things that's magic can do for you. Yeah. Slinging. Slinging. All right. We're going to move on to another wide receiver on this list. And this is uh, Nelson Aguilar. Should be pretty quick. Fellas, are we higher on Nelson Aguilar as a New England Patriot? Or are we higher on Nelson Aguilar when he was a Raider? This is another guy, um, higher draft capital. I believe he's a first-round pick um, in in Philadelphia. They took him as a first-rounder. And uh, now... He got moved over to Oakland, resurrected his career. Very similar to Corey Davis situation. Um, had a very good season last year. Some people were able to put him in his wide receiver, you know, flex position, wide receiver two. Uh, how do we feel about him as a Patriot paired up with Cam, the man, Superman? Uh, I'm feeling yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have him on the Raiders because he was the number one option. And when you're playing for the New England Patriots, Depending on what week it is, you know, depending on what you're freaking, what what you're going to be in the game plan, and I don't know. Uh, I know Craig's a Cam Newton truther. I'm not. I'm still not buying in. I like that they went out and signed the two tight ends, and I think that's who's going to be featured in the offense, Johnny Smith, and 
Hunter Henry, and I think uh, he's their third best receiving option at best. I'm just not buying him because the team he's on. Yeah, uh, I lot of mind him last year on the Raiders, um, and I love me some Cam. You guys know I love Cam, but I don't. I, I, I'm not. You just love to talk shit on Cam because he got his ass beat by the well, Broncos. Actually, you don't he actually, actually fucking like Cam. him. He always is talking about. Uh, him. He was hoping the Broncos were uh, going to send him over the go. <laughs> Too True. Luck. Uh, True luck. No, I, I'm not saying that Cam's going to make any of these wide receivers uh, better in fantasy. That's not bullshit ourselves. You know what I mean? Cam is not uh, the Cam of 2015 when uh, Vaughn Miller owned his ass. Like in the end, like I said, <laughs> here he goes. Definitely a love hate with that guy, but I'm not buying in on any Nelson Aguilar, especially with the Patriots. If he would have stayed with the Raiders, oh yeah, we'd been like, let's talk. Not with the Pats. No, no. That would have been a sneaky yeah. pick if you would have. When was the last Raiders? time I really loved a Pats wide receiver? Randy Moss. Exactly. Randy Moss, the boss, yeah, or exactly. Julian Edelman, or yeah, right, Wes right, Welker. Right, right. I forgot about the white boys. If it, it was if it was a short white boy in the slot, yeah. then you were all about it. But we ain't talking about a. He ain't, he's he's on the outside. Now we're talking about Curtis Samuel, Washington football team. Curtis Samuel is a shifty player. I really like him. He can take some handoffs. Um, he's going to take maybe a little bit of those gadgety plays away from Antonio Gibson. Um, he plays a similar skill set, but a better, obviously, wide receiver. Um, had a very good season two years ago in in a, a Panthers uniform, but um, unfortunately kind of got pushed out with the addition of Robbie Anderson, the uh, emergence of DJ Moore. They just didn't really have any room for him over there. So Curtis Samuel, greener pastures. Do we like him as the bat? I mean, as the uh, Robin to Terry McLaurin's Batman, Craig? Do we like him there? Are you drafting him? Um, no, what, I, how do we feel about this situation? Curtis Samuel is going to be what he was in Carolina. He's going to be a guy in an eight-man league where, like a, a lot of my my stock is. He's going to be on the waiver wire, and you can maybe pick him up week to week. On a 12-man, 10 or 12-man, he's going to be on your bench, and he's going to be only a guy that comes in during uh, bye weeks. Or um, I don't even think that you're looking at Curtis Samuel. In my mind, even with Fitzmagic there, is it like, oh, when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, maybe I – who am I going to start, Nate? Uh, Curtis Samuel or this guy? I just don't even – I think he is just going to be on your bench as a piece. Uh, you, we all know those. Every fantasy football player has those on their team. They, we know what they are. I just think that's what he's going to be the same as he was on the Panthers. If you're trying to draft a Tariq Cohen, which I've done in the past, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And I think this is the similar type situation. At best, he's a flex superstar. And I don't even think he's going to be a flex superstar. I'm going to take other shots because where people are going to draft him, I think he's going to get taken too high to what people actually think he's going to be. And I don't know. I mean, you're hoping he catches and runs some jet sweeps and gets somewhere around 900 yards and six or seven touchdowns. I don't know. Maybe Fitzmagic can make him blow up a little bit more than what he is in the beginning, but I'm not a buyer in him at all. 2020 had 41 rushing attempts um, for 200 yards and two touchdowns, which I think is really solid. I'm actually a buyer on him because I don't think people are going to be buying in on him. I think this is a guy that I'm taking late and I don't want him to allow him get to the to the waiver wire because I have an opportunity of losing him. I'd rather draft him 
and drop him than not draft him and not have a shot at him when he blows up. Because these are the type of situations I'm looking at, the unknown. He's going into a new situation that has a new quarterback and could be the bona fide wide receiver too. And who the hell knows, could push Terry McLaurin for like a, you know, that number one spot. He's a talented wide receiver and they're going to force feed him the football. I see this as a Debo Samuel style wide receiver. And uh, I like it. I, I, I think he's going to be a reasonable draft price and I'm going to be buying in on some Curtis Samuel for sure later in drafts. Um, I mean, if he gets pushed up, like uh, Jimmy was saying, then no, I can't be a buyer at a higher price. But if I'm able to get him at a reasonable price, I'm going to take Curtis Samuel because, again, all the unknowns, and I the only known that we have here is he's a very talented wide receiver in a gunslinger-style offense, and uh, I, I like that. So uh, we're going to move on to the next wide receiver, Will Fuller, the fifth. Will Fuller, the steroid boy, um, he's popping on. Got a new home. He got signed with the Miami Dolphins. He is now linked to Old Southpaw to Tagovailoa. How do we feel about this situation, Jimmy the Boogie Man Borges? Do we like him a little bit more? If Tua had a, if Tua had a bigger arm and could push the ball down the the field, then I would be a little bit more excited. I think this is more of the Dolphins. Covering their bases and making sure. See, that's what happens when you got the Mickeys. Just cans. Holy cans shit! Down on me. That crazy Irish can just took out all the wall of cans <laughs> right now with the sucker punch. Um, but no, I don't know. I it's going to be one of those. Someone's going to take them. Someone in in the draft's going to recognize that name and and want to bet on it. Yeah, I like betting on them yeah. when Deshaun Watson, who didn't freaking sexually beat the crap out of 20 women was throwing him the ball. Um, I don't like Tua throwing him the ball. I already told Nate, I think that backward spin Dude, is going to fuck with him. Backward spin. Uh, I wasn't going that deep. I thought I thought Jerry Rice did all right with uh, the BYU boy over there, Steve Young. So I think that will be all right. Yeah, he's also the greatest player ever to play in the I NFL. Just, with Will the Thrill, like he could – just like Jimmy said, I don't want to agree with Jimmy all night, which really sucks, but – Tua can't throw the ball. Not, you know, he. I guess he does have a pretty decent um, uh, deep ball. You know that we've seen at Alabama, but he ain't Deshaun Watson, and that's where Will Fuller made his bread. It was those deep balls, and you throw Will Fuller in there, and you know you're going to get some long ass pass, probably with the touchdown. You're walking away with twelve points, and you're like, all right, Will Will the thrill? I don't know if he's going to get that over there, Nate. And if Will drops to me, you know. I don't. I don't have a round yet because uh, I I haven't really got him in any of my. Yeah, I would definitely take him or... in a late round, but I don't know what that late round would be. I don't know what my my threshold would be that I'd say no to Will the Thrill before this or after. I'd have to do a little bit more. Would you rather have Michael Pittman or uh, Will the that's Thrill? That's a good one. I'd say Michael Pittman because I I I, I said that I think I'm a, I, I, I'm buying in on Carson Wentz this year, man, and that that that, that Colts team. Nate. I'll take Will Th- Will Fuller. I'll take Will Fuller over Michael Pittman. Whew. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he's still young. He's six footer. He's fast. He burns. He had ninety two targets uh, in two thousand sixteen. It was his highest, and he had seventy five last year in a limited role. Um, I like him. I think he can be a little bit more than just a burner. 
um, especially when he's going to be looked at as kind of the alpha in that uh, wide receiving course, because I think he is. I think he's the best wide receiver over there, unless they draft somebody, which that could be, and this could all be for naught. But, yeah, I'm, I'm picking up on Will Fuller. I, the problem is I do think he's going to be drafted a little too high because, he's uh, like Jimmy said, he's going to get recognized um, as a, uh, you know, a wide receiver people know, and they're going to be like, oh, who am I going to take over this? Will Fuller or freaking, I don't know, guys that he's floating around, the Michael Pittmans of the world or, or uh, you know, Henry Ruggs or something like that. And so he's going to get taken a little early. So I probably won't have much stock in him, but I do believe in him, and I think he could have a good football season this year. All right, last guy on the list. Here we go, fellas. Bring it home. This should be one of Craig's guys right here, for real. This is A.J. Green. Let's talk a little bit about the Arizona Cardinals wide receiving corps. They got D hop. They got AJ green. If Fitzgerald comes back, they have Larry Fitzgerald and they have Christian Kirk. Kyler Murray has a very talented wide receiving corps. It's very old, but it's talented fellas. How does AJ green fit into that wide receiving corp? How, what are we, what are we thinking? James? I was thinking that I forgot about AJ green like four years ago. And I still forgot about him. I think the real story here is will Larry Fitzgerald sign with the Bucks and go there and be their slot wide receiver and try to chase a Super Bowl? Or is he one of those guys that uh, says, nope, I'm just going to keep all my respect and retire. Arizona Cardinal, not tarnish my record. That's what I'm actually looking for. I don't even care about A.J. Green whatsoever. I wish he would have died like I thought wow. he no died No fantasy like value? Ago. Wow. I didn't know we were going to hell no out of all the wide receivers we just talked about those are the guys that i'm taking shots on in the later round aj green he's on my do not draft list craig the old man lover okay is look at him digging him up he's digging aj green out of the grave right now craig was doing this little motion like he was digging him out of the grave i'm gonna let somebody like craig draft this mofo and I'm not even going to think about him Jaylen at Rager. all. Jalen Rager or A.J. Green? <laughs> Jalen Rager. <laughs> Most of Henry Ruggs or A.J. Green? Fuck. All right, Craig. Are you Craig, kidding me been, right now? You've been on James's fucking sack all night. You've been tailing him, just gobbling up what he has to say. <laughs> good information, good information. All right. Actually, is Michael oh. Gallup, the third wide receiver on the Cowboys, or A.J. Green. Who First the off, fuck no are you taking? Go. Okay, there's... Second, second, A.J. Green. That, that's a good move for the Cardinals. That, uh, <laughs> okay, hear me out. No, trading for Rodney Hudson from the Raiders was a good move. Signing A.J. Green... I don't know what the hell they're Hudson, thinking over there in Arizona. Uh, an offensive lineman, he is right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is this is how our podcasts yeah. go. All right, fellas. Okay, Nate. Hey, how y'all doing today? Da, 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 da. Craig comes in, says like some shit. Really doesn't make too much sense, but he's just here to have fun. Then James pops in. Now let me tell you something about them offensive linemen. <laughs> 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 nope. 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 There was a third string guard out of Tennessee one time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, AJ Green, man. I don't know if he's going to have a lot of fantasy value, but, but I'm, I, I think it's a good move for their team. If he stays healthy, you know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, he's got talent. 
He's a wide receiver number eight. <laughs> He's a talented cat. And uh um I Once I think was. I think you know if he drops to you in the in the in the seventeenth round, James, you know, and you're you know, that's not a bad uh bad little spot right there. I'm taking third string tight ends over AJ Green. James, AJ Green. There we go. He's going to have a a decent season if he stays healthy. That's a wrap. We're wrapping up AJ Green talk. We talk way too much about a dead soul. I'm not talking about him. I'm not drafting him, but uh, I'm not talking about AJ Green anymore. James, will you uh, tell the listeners uh, where they can find us? Because we are wrapping this show up. You could find us on all major. Uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You could find us on Twitter, tap underscore fantasy. You can find us on Facebook, right, Craig? You can find us on OnlyFans. You can see me doing my little dance, doing the helicopter for you. First month is ten dollars. It's negotiable after that. You could find us on Instagram on fantasy on tap. And don't forget to catch your boy Craig doing the football challenge on TikTok where he names off randomly. They pick his teams. <laughs> he picks his fantasy lineup. It's an amazing video. It has like two <laughs> likes or two watches on it. Please go check him out in his handsome face. Um, yeah. Two, Come check us like, out. Two, <laughs> <Yeah>. two views. <laughs> Your boy got two views right there. Take it away. There we go. Jake. Take it away, Jake. <laughs>